Hey everyone, it's Steven, one of the two designated brown people of the Deep Fried Nerds podcast. I just have a few announcements before we start the show. So I just wanted to let you know that uh, the previous podcast that we had did have some music in the beginning, which I thought was awesome because it's one of my favorite bands and it's one of my favorite songs, so I thought, oh, that'd be cool. I could just put that in the beginning. Apparently not. Apparently, uh, the whores that took down Napster want to get paid as well. Fucking A, right? And um, so they asked me to take it down or revise it. So I decided to revise it, and I have now put the revised version of We Is Back on our SoundCloud, and hopefully it will be picked up by Apple iTunes pretty soon here. So to all those people who have already listened to us and have already listened to our idiocy, thank you very, very much. If you want to listen again, be my guest. Uh, just know that there is no music in the beginning of that. Also, this podcast is brought to you by my website, burnthesun.com. That's B-R-N-T-H-E-S-U-N.com. And on June 17th, I will be launching my website fully. So if you want to learn more about me or Mike or what we're fucking doing, go to burnthesun.com. Again, that's B-R-N-T-H-E-S-U-N.com. Why did I forget the U? Because fuck you. That's why. Lastly, if you're easily offended by, by shit and easily triggered by a difference of opinion, please take this time to kindly turn off this podcast and retreat to your echo chamber safety blanket. Also, we'll be revealing a lot of spoilers, so if you haven't seen the movies or shows that we're talking about, I don't really know what to tell you. Get your shit together. Anyway, I'm waiting for Mike to get here so we can start, but thank you guys for listening. Let's start the show. What up, y'all? Yo! Hey, we're back for yet another episode of the Deep Fried Nerds podcast. And it was less than a year and six months. Yes. So that's a new record for us, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to dive right into this shit because we literally have a metric fuck ton of shit to get through, as well as um, I know you've been holding a lot of shit in this week. Oh, yeah. I am mentally constipated. (laughs) Um, the first thing I wanted to talk about is, um, some bullshit that happened this morning, actually. I, um, I I was, uh, watching a very, very beautiful movie called Undercover Brother. Have you ever seen this movie? I love this movie. I I believe I saw it twice in theaters. Was that (laughs) circa 7th, 8th grade? Yeah. I love that movie. Oh, yes. Well, it was on TV, and it was the part where James Brown is kidnapped and he's uh talking to chris Catan, and he's like say it loud say it loud and uh chris Catan ends up saying like i'm black and i'm proud and i just thought that <laughs> shit was fucking hilarious so i recorded it on my phone and i put it on my instagram and i put something like damn i miss james brown i miss the king of soul and blah blah, blah. instagram took that shit down they said you don't have the rights to put that on your instagram and I'm thinking to myself, like, so if I go to a concert and I record, say, Blink-182, and will they take my video down because I don't have the rights to damn it? How old is that fucking movie? It's from the 90s, mid-90s has to be. Or late 90s. Are we, like, in the public domain yet? Who gives a shit? Oh, my God. It, it pissed me off so much so that I had to bring it up. Huh. And You know what your problem is? You recorded it too well. Yeah, yeah. It looked too much like movie quality. You the got to throw some shakes in there, a little coughing, what? a little volume miscontrol. 
the dog running past. I thought the Scrabble board in the picture was enough, but... Oh, no, Scrabble's you know. copyrighted, too. Oh, shit, that's probably <laughs> that's why. Probably that's probably got you. There it is. <laughs> so I just wanted to air my grievances with Instagram. Instagram is a, a bag of dicks on a whole bunch of things. <laughs> so um, also, speaking of Instagram... If you are not following the Deep Fried Nerds podcast on Instagram, please do so now. We're going to give you a moment of silence so you can do that. Good enough. Did you do it yet? Yeah. Better what the up. fuck are you waiting for? Seriously. Um, so let's dive right into it. Let's do it. Uh, this week we were hit with really fucked up news that Mr. Andrew Lincoln will be leaving The Walking Dead at the end of season nine. Insert gas sound effect. <laughs> Um, this is really, really fucking horrible because if you guys watch The Walking Dead or if you're into that show as much as I am, Rick is at the center point of everything. He is that show. There is no fucking reason for me to watch The Walking Dead if Rick Grimes is not there. And furthermore, they got rid of, um, on Fear the Walking Dead, they got rid of Nick Spoilers for anybody out there. Nick has died. And Nick be gone. And Dr. Kimball Kinney, who that's not his real name, but his name is John Dory on the show, was shot in the chest last episode. So I'm like, really, I have no fucking reason to watch The Walking Dead after this next coming year. They're and trying to shun you. God damn. So I've been in a rage, like a blind fucking rage. Because after that was release that uh, Andrew Lincoln is going to leave from Walking Dead. It was released that uh, Maggie, Lauren Cohan, I think her name is, she... Something British like that. Something like that. She uh, was in a TV pilot that got picked up for two seasons, I think, and she will be leaving at the end of season nine as well. As well as that, Michonne, um, who's Denied Guerrera, I think it is, or... I can't say her I don't remember. But anyway, she was in Black Panther, and she was in a bunch of other stuff. She Her contract is up at the end of season nine, so she's going to be leaving too. Why the hell do we know any of this is my fucking question. <laughs> like, anytime anybody's been going to be leaving the show, they don't even fucking know it. And I understand maybe these people do, but why the hell do we know this? Why is it coming yeah. apart now? Why is this whole machine... That was built around keeping spoilers away from the fans. Why is that breaking down like insanely to where a whole half season ahead that we already know these people are leaving? Like, why are they even saying this? Why is this even allowed? You're absolutely right, too. And Walking Dead started that whole, like, no spoilers. You have to be, like, super secretive about everything. And yeah, these guys are spouting around like, oh, my contract's up, I'm doing this. Is that like a pressure move on the actor's part? Or do we just know this is going to be like the last half season or something? Like, something's weird going on because that's just not in the MO. All Every year before this, this has never been the case where we knew this was happening. So that seems fucking weird to me, especially considering we got main characters going on. Like, are they just going to go balls out on this last season? I, I think this should be their last season, honestly. If they're going to get rid of the main characters like this, because Carl's already dead. And if they Spoiler. were... Yeah. <laughs> If you haven't seen it by now, like, what the hell are you doing? I was thinking life? about it. Have you not seen it? Seriously? No, I still, for you? still haven't seen it. No, oh I, I, I figured he died. i just not oh. exactly sure how he does it. I figured okay. he became a bioweapon. So you knew he died, but he you didn't know how. No, I figured Okay, so dead. I didn't fully spoil it. No, I knew he was going to die. Okay. Um, Unless he yeah. had some sort of mutant immunity, which I was holding out slight bits of hope. That but I figured I would have heard about that. That would have been amazing. Yeah. But, um... I don't know. 
Now they're saying that the show front runner is going to be Daryl Dixon, Norman Reedus. The guy and, who wasn't even in the comics? Yeah, that's not even in the comics. That has nothing to do with the story and, you know, was supposed to be apparently out of the com or out of the show around season two is gonna be the show frontrunner and he renewed his contract for twenty million dollars. Wow. Good job, Norman Reedus. <laughs> right? Get paid get your money, sir. Get your money. Yes. I won't be watching, but get your money. Yeah, you can hold at least half the audience. That fucking uh, that gaze of his with those glistens and the twinkles and, and the leather. That little quiver he does every now and then that's ever so subtle. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, so uh, I might start watching again. We'll see. Yeah, you, you you need to start watching it. If not, for knowing that you're that you're gonna see probably the end of The Walking Dead, and it's gonna turn into something that either either is the beginning of the end or just something that we don't even recognize anymore. A hump, The Walking Dead, starring Norman Reedus. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't I'm know. strangely strangely aroused and intrigued. Exactly. This could be brilliant. <laughs> Jesus fuck. But yeah, that is kind of disheartening again, especially since I was thinking about okay, kicking back up, let's get back in the groove. Alright, shit's going down this season, let's see what happens. Yeah. We still got what? October? Uh, something like that, I think. Some shit. Uh so we we're looking at that and we'll keep you updated on it. Not that you get your fucking news from us or anything, but Hopefully not. <laughs> Please don't. If we are your only source, I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, you you really need to reevaluate your life Broaden and in your horizons. Jesus Christ. Um, something I did want to talk about, though, is you saw Deadpool, sir. I did. Pretty sure media, well, yeah, I think it was that same day after the last cast. I went, got a ticket, went and saw the movie. It's fucking great. I fucking loved it. Okay, question for you, though. Yes. How high were you during this? I was sufficiently high. Okay. Sufficiently high did to that give my good objective judgment. Did, did that enhance or hinder your view on the movie? Enhance. Enhance, okay. Enhance. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, just got it right now, sorry. No, um, but I thought it was very well done. I mean, obviously they, they know how to use their money. They, they showed that in the first one. This one they had a little bit more to play with, and they, they went on to use it. And I think it was a great continuation of the development of what is the Deadpool character. Because the first movie is all set up, like somebody realizing this is who he is, you know, personality shown, hey, he's a little offensive, so on and so forth. This one took that, okay, we set the premise... Now let's keep going and show what's really going on. Like, there's way more, like, broken bones and him using his own, like, body as a weapon, which is a tell. It's a trademark of the comics itself. But in the first movie, they had to kind of ease into it a little bit. Like, yeah, he sawed his own arm off and it grew back. But that was kind of like the big trauma to his body. The second one, he's fucking in pieces. He's, tw- again, twisting his own arm, using it as a weapon. Like, he's fighting more like Deadpool, which is cool. He's using more guns. Remember, yeah. he pretty much had not a gun the entire first movie. Uh, more guns this time. That's good. I just thought it, it was good. It, it, it upped the epicness a little bit. It widened the story, widened the universe. Jokes were on point, continually offensive. I liked it. Uh, I did like the, um, the jokes against like Fox and Friends. Oh, and I was going to say, the, ref, the, the both pop culture, nerd culture, and just all the references, movie references as well, were just off the fucking chain in this movie. Like, there were so goddamn many references. It was great. Like They didn't hold back. No, contemporary references. I'm pretty sure there was a Jared Kushner call-out somewhere yes, in there. Yes, I love that one. Yeah, that was, that was one of my good. favorites. It was, it was great. And again, talking about like the whole contemporary like MC universe and like talking shit on that. 
the whole like where the hell is everybody in the mansion and then like you see like <laughs> yeah. you know who it's supposed to be but they can't say the names and yeah. they shut the door that was fucking great one of my one of my favorite parts in the movie was the correction of the timeline that happened at the end Yes. Oh my god. You got to see Deadpool kill the shitty incarnation of Deadpool. <laughs> it was fucking great. I don't know how many how many walls is that? It's like Oh shit. I'm not even sure, but it was fucking insane and it was great and they actually used footage from that original movie. <laughs> yes. Which was amazing. It was. Which, Hugh Jackman looked particularly cheesy. <laughs> I um I, I I watched that movie and I I loved it so much because, you know, all the jokes were just so on point. And um I, I had said before that, you know, that I thought Deadpool 2 was kind of like Scary Movie 2. Like, it's still Scary Movie and it's funny, but it's still kind of like, like it's trying to recreate what it did before. And then upon further contemplation, I have found that Deadpool 2 was really, really good. And I, I, I just loved it. And I think what... I loved about it the most is that it got people laughing again, and which is something that we really, really needed. Oh, hell yeah. Especially with everything that's going on in the world, especially that everything that we saw, like Infinity War, tearjerker to say the least. And, they, then, and you know what? They teased that. You know what? And that's hilarious is they teased a nice tearjerker like two or three times in that fucking movie. Yeah. Like, that was awesome. Like, they used it and they said, no, nope, that's not who we are. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Rewind. <laughs> and, I, and I did I did get a little choked up because I was like, oh, no. Like, I know. What, I was like, oh, no, this is a two and done. Yeah. And then, you know, she died in the movie. Spoilers. But and and then it like you said, it immediately goes back to like, uh, here comes the jokes. Here comes the dick jokes. Oh, and yes, uh, I appreciate me a good dick joke. <laughs> Uh, something that I even a hear. baby dick joke, which normally might sound oh, illegal. Oh God! But you know what? They were made. They happened. Yeah. Go watch yeah. it. They went there. They did. They fucking went there, and they it was did. amazing. Uh, one thing I did hear about um, Deadpool is you know how they made fun of the uh, Green Lantern. Oh yeah. They made fun of it, and he's he's made fun of it in the first movie too. But this one, I guess Fox or whoever owns a uh, Green Lantern took real offense to it and they told Ryan Reynolds uh give us a green lantern ring back because <laughs> we uh if you're not going to if you're not going to appreciate it then we fucking want it back. I hope he sticks it up his ass and then mails it in a sealed bag. <laughs> I sure the fuck hope so. I'm sure he's probably destroyed it already. I don't know. I don't even think Was he it a has prob- it. Yeah, probably not. I don't think he even has it. But I, I hope he does and I hope it goes up his ass. Yeah. With the what I mentioned. <laughs> But you know what was also great about that movie? Yeah. Like, it's almost subtle, but the more you think about it, the more obvious it becomes is the whole character and portrayal of Domino. Okay. Like, the whole fact that throughout first half of the movie, they're almost arguing between each other, in fact, that she even has a superpower. Mm-hmm. And one of the best scenes in the movie is them arguing back and forth as yes. she is displaying that her luck <laughs> legitimately is a superpower as she's arguing with Deadpool over it. Especially like, oh, it's okay, but they can't make that cinematic, and you have these slow motion like action shots going on, and she's just walking through the scene, and I'm like, god damn, they pulled it off. They managed to make the power of luck a cinematic piece of gold, and throughout the movie, her situations were played off perfectly. None of it was super cheesy, none of it was even predictable, but it fucking flew, and the fact, the way she portrayed the character is kind of like, not necessarily happy-go-lucky, but very content and just like positive in general. Right. It flowed perfectly with the way that that happened. And again, her character was fucking on point. Like, if I take the movie as a whole, 
take out the fact that Deadpool himself is the main character, I say she's my favorite character in the movie. Really? Yeah, just like the way it played off, and it fit fucking perfectly. Just like Ryan Reynolds' smart, alecky humor fits Deadpool perfectly, mm-hmm. the way she played the character played that power great, and I fucking loved it. That's awesome. And what did you think about Josh Brolin playing Cable? Get that money, son! Fucking Bam. Thanos, man. Double tapping it. It's happening, hitting all the studios. <laughs> but no, he did a pretty goddamn good job, too. And, you know, I like that they brought that in, because, you know, classically, they're sort of like buddy-buddy in the comics, so I can see any subsequent things going on now that he's stuck here in this timeline. Yeah. I can see some shenanigans. It's fun. My favorite part was when uh, Cable, he's... Killed Black Tom. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh my god, that was amazing. Oh god. It, it was just, I don't know, it, it was just something about that movie just really, I, I needed it. I needed to laugh, I needed to see Ryan Reynolds be a fucking idiot for a couple hours in order for me to feel better. And um, and their, their back and forth between Cable and Deadpool was just fucking amazing, because I thought... You know, like some of the jokes or like when Deadpool hugged Cable and he put a knife to his dick and he's like, is that a knife on my balls? And he's like, yeah, it's a knife on your fucking balls. <laughs> and I thought, and you know, it's just like a grumpy old man and a sprightly little kid like, you don't want to play? You want to get that? And, you know, he just doesn't shut the fuck up. And like Cable, Cable's like just this old man like, ah, fuck, get, away the, get the fuck away from me, you know? But I just thought it was just great the way they bounced off of each other. And uh, the fact that, you know, somebody like Josh Brolin can actually play a role and not take it so seriously. You know, you have, like, so many actors who just take everything that they do so fucking seriously. Like, fucking Mark Wahlberg. I, uh, you know, he goes balls first into everything that he does. And it's just, like, it kills it for me. So to see him kind of, like, be playful and funny and, like, exercise his, his funny bone, for lack of a better better term, was really awesome for me. Mark Wahlberg could never be a member of the X-Force. No, never could. I like those little, those little cameos. Brad, oh Brad Pitt, you literally saw for half a second. Yes. And you had to watch the credits <laughs> to make sure that was him. You had Terry Crews in there for a couple minutes. Yeah. It was great. Like, that, that whole concept of them, you know, the whole high-wind advisory, that was hilarious. Incredible. It, it was great. It was fucking great. <laughs> so next thing I wanted to talk about is uh, Infinity War. I know we covered it in length last time, but I just have a theory. Um, I I thought I knew what was going to happen in the next Infinity War, or whatever the fuck they're going to call it, but I do not. A friend of mine uh, told me this theory that she had, and it fucking rocked my world. Like, it just... It, it fucking messed with me. So the theory was is that when Thanos snaps his fingers and everyone's get dead or disintegrates or whatever, they're not dead. They're trapped within the soul stone. I have heard this before. You have? I have. Okay. So my... And I went along with that. I was like, so that would mean Gamora is stuck in the, in the soul stone because Thanos sacrificed her life in order to get the soul stone so now he is basically just you know trapping all these people half the world's population or half the the universe in in the soul stone so if you destroy the soul stone everything will reverse back to normal that is a crowded ass soul stone yeah fucking room is in that place 
<laughs> well, I remember seeing a platform and a goddamn tower and a cliff. It is. It Who is. Who everybody? It is called an infinity stone. I mean. Yeah. In, well, you know what? For an infinity stone, infinite. it's lacking a little. Okay. Just All right. Like, could be bigger. So that's my theory, and uh, I guess we'll have to wait another fucking year to find out what happens. Eleven months. Jesus fuck! <laughs> I can't. I can't deal with that shit. I have heard this though. Um. I'm still going with the time spell 20 minutes into the movie reverts us back to half an hour back from the end of the first one, mm-hmm. and then we just relive that half hour, and then we have another original half hour. That seems too predictable to me. It, mm-hmm. seems, it seems very predictable, and if I've learned anything from the Russo brothers, it's like, they like to say, oh, that's a really good idea. We're going to do the exact fucking opposite of that and fuck with people's brains. So when they go home at night, they can't fucking sleep because they're thinking about Infinity War. Thanks a lot, Russo brothers. You can go fuck yourselves. Softly, because I kind of like it. And methodically. Yes. <laughs> um, Use a process. Do you have any other thoughts on Infinity War or... No, again, the, it's interesting with the Sultan, but here's the thing. Is if you think you're going to break it and free everybody, what if you break it and they're just lost forever? See? <laughs> Continue on mind fucks. Fuck! All the goddamn day. God damn it. Oh, well. I guess we'll have to find out. We shall. Um, Send our investigative reporter to uh, check this out. <laughs> yes. We'll get back to you. It's a midget, actually. Yeah. He likes that term. Trust me, it's fine. It's yes. cool. It's appropriate. It is. He wanted it. He, he, we're bringing him back. We are. <laughs> um, the next topic I wanted to talk about is I saw Solo, and nice. I... I um, you're gonna go see it probably. I am soon. either yeah within the next couple of days. So this weekend I'm gonna be watching it. So the next episode I'll have my thoughts on it. Yes. So my thoughts um, on Solo were this. I thought it was a great movie. I really did. Um, anything Star Wars, I am 100 percent in. I did have some critiques though. What are these? Uh, my biggest critique is Amelia Clark, the the woman who plays. Um, What's her fucking name on Game of Thrones? Uh, Khaleesi. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember her. She's she's in the movie. <clears throat> and the first act, she has a really shitty wig on. Hmm. It's like a 1970s looking like bowl cut kind of wig. And it just, it looks so fucking awful on her. It looks <laughs> terrifying. I, I couldn't get, I couldn't get, listen to her. And look at the fucking hair and be okay with the two together. It was just fucking... It, it was mind-boggling. It was really messing with me. Oh, wow. Um, plus, I, I think that she kind of overacted a little bit. Just to, just to scoach. Just to scoach. Just try to outshine fucking Chewie? Yeah. Like, bitch. Look, that is Han Solo right there. That is a young, 19-year-old Han Solo. You do not upstage him. And you do not upstage Chewie. I, there will be consequences. But that's honestly the biggest critique that I have. Um, my uh, my second critique is that it wasn't long enough. Ooh, I, I I think that it was it felt a little tiny bit rushed, and I felt like the story was just like, okay, go 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 go, go. and we are knee deep into the story because spoilers. There's a part in the story. Well, it's not really a spoiler. Anyway, uh, there's a part in the story where. Um, Han Solo and that girl, Amelia Clark, get separated. And then cuts to a black screen and says, three years later. And then you're just, like, trying whoa. to catch up. Oh, you're yeah. just kind of like, okay, oh, whoa, shit. It's like, a big time jump. Yeah, it's a big time jump, and then you're just kind of like, 
in it right now. I don't want to give too much away, but the those are my two big critiques. I did love Donald Glover as uh, Lando Cal- Calrissian. Ooh. Holy shit, dude. He he plays a better Lando than Billy D. Williams played Lando. Holy shit, dude. He was amazing. Like he he, he the mannerisms of, of like a young Billy D. Williams are all there. Like the jokes were on point and like his delivery was on point. It was incredible. You it you got to check it out. You know, I generally was actually more curious and was looking forward to seeing that portrayal. Yes. More so than I was Han Solo. Yeah. Because ultimately, I just like Lando more as a character. I'm just curious. Like, what the hell is this, this shady background? Yeah. One of my favorite things I want to see is the poker game, or whatever <sighs> fucking game it is that they play for the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. it's. Uh... So that, that was where my actual interest was. Of course, I want to see what happened with Solo, but ultimately, like, that's what was piquing my interest. So I'm glad, glad to find out yeah. he did a good job. Honestly, though, if they had just did a movie with uh, Lando and Han, it would have been a thousand times better. I kind of if thought they, that's what this was Yeah, if be. they were left the chick out of it, then it would have been... A, they, it would have been a tremendous movie. It would have done a lot better, I, I think, anyway. But that's just my assessment. Um, only because I feel like Amelia Clark's character, which I can't remember her fucking name for the life of me. Um, Who knows? Just added, her, just added her for movie value. Yeah. Sex appeal, I guess. Or, you know. Or wig appeal. Oh, God. Still, I can't get over it. I can't <laughs> get over that fucking wig. It's just, it's in the back of my head and it, it won't go away. But yeah, I, I thought it was a great movie, and you got to see it. And you know, when you do, we'll we'll do your assessment on that. Yeah, hopefully by next episode. So next topic is Jurassic World. Dinosaurs. Yes, every little boy's dream is fucking dinosaurs. We grew up loving dinosaurs, and when Jurassic Park the original came out, I fucking loved it. I saw it in the theaters with my dad. Um, I'm told I ran out screaming. But I love the movie. <laughs> he I'm told. I cannot he, back this up. He fell asleep and then uh, woke up and then we snuck into Mission Impossible, the first Mission Impossible. Very nice. So it was my first R-rated film. Hell yeah. I think. Is that R-rated? You know what? I don't think it's only PG-13. I'm huh. pretty sure. Then it's my first it's adult enough. film. There, there was a warning before adult. the film. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the next one, Jurassic World, is coming out. Jurassic um, World, was it Fallen Kingdom? I think so, yeah. And it looks amazing. It looks really, really good. I I don't know how much of a role Dr. Malcolm is going to play in there. Because I love Jeff Goldblum. He's all over the commercials, but I'm pretty sure it's just that scene. You think? I kind of think so. I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive. I think that's what it is. I think it's like similar to... Um, in the second Jurassic Park, uh, the owner, he's like in the first five minutes and he sets up this expedition, but the rest of the movie, is just, he's gone. Yeah. I kind of think that's what's up. Like, I think wherever we get to the the whole court case about what we're going to be doing, they're having a hearing, obviously, about what to do. And I think that's his moment. I think that little speech is pretty much the extent of it. Like, it doesn't look like he goes with them. I'm pretty, I mean, I want to get the idea he'd want to. He's gone through like a lifetime of shit with these dinosaurs. He wants nothing to do with them at this point. So I think it's just like a good two minute little glory scene right there. That's about it. That would, that would that would really suck. It would. I'd like to see him, but I'm pretty. I'm, I don't know. It just seems the trend. They're not like bringing back original characters for big screen times. And yeah. Again, it just doesn't seem story wise like it fit in because people going there, supposedly going there to somehow rescue some dinosaurs. I don't think he's for because I'm pretty sure in his speech he's saying we gotta let him die. I'm pretty sure that was what the gist of his speech was. It feels like Jurassic Park two, 
where you know where they were trying to take the dinosaurs off the island to essentially create a theme park in San Diego, or I think in L.A. or something. But uh, they were tra- trying to get the dinosaurs off the island to create a theme park in San Diego, which I think is kind of what they're leaning towards. Like, they're trying to get them off the island because they're going to blow it the fuck up, but they don't want to lose out on these dinosaurs and lose out on these assets so they can potentially bring back Jurassic World. And also, what hasn't been mentioned in all the previews, but was very pointed out towards the end of the last movie... There's a whole bunch of embryos, including some experimental dinosaurs, that that company got away with. Dr. Wong, man. God right? damn it. Yeah, exactly. Dr. Wong got it. Now, granted, the very first movie had that illusion as well, but like it, it was supposedly lost. This yeah. one's very clear. They got away with them. So, yeah. who knows after the events of this movie, I think there's a nice little after credit scene where whatever ends up happening, in my mind, it seems like everything dies. We have a nice little little, little little shot. You're in a lab. All of a sudden, an egg cracks. A velociraptor <laughs> comes out, and bam, we start the shit all over again. Yep. And so begins the circle of life. The Jurassic Park Compton edition. <laughs> all right. So now to get to the hard-hitting shit. Um, ball slappers, if you will. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I think that's what I'm going to call them from now on. Yeah, that's a good segment title. <laughs> Let's get to the ball slappers. Um... Let's talk about that fat jar mayonnaise cunt bitch, Roseanne, and her show getting canceled for her racist ass tweets. Yeah, those are pretty bad. Can't, can't wait till the season finale happened. I don't even think that happened. No. No, I didn't no. even get to the season finale. They, they cut everything. They yeah. cut everything. And this bitch fucking doubles down. She what? fucking do- <laughs> she doubles the fuck down because she she sends out she sends a tweet out and she says like oh I'm leaving Twitter and shit like that and then she doesn't and, leave and she doesn't leave and then she's like oh I'm sorry to everyone that I offended who are all liberals I'm like go fuck yourself bitch you offended not only liberals I'm sure you offended everyone else who is even remotely Jewish like what the fuck is wrong with you. Yeah, and then she tries going like, I'm sorry, I was ambient tweeting, you know. Oh, God. Then Ambien comes out with a pretty fucking quip. I mean, I'm not exactly <laughs> the biggest fan of this company, but it's pretty fucking funny. They're yeah. like, you know, our, our drugs are known to have side effects, but none of which include being racist. Yeah. <laughs> and believe me, I have said some crazy fucking shit under the influence. Cra- and done some fucking crazy shit. You have been there for most of them, I'm sure. Never once have I ever said anything racist while I was... She was way too thought out and spelled things correctly to even buy it in the first place. Yeah. It was all spelled and punctuated. <laughs> that means she that sat shit. there and well, she thought about it. proofread. She thought, she thought that was a good one. Yeah, she thought it was a solid tweet, but it, it wasn't. It, she's fucking retarded. And then they interviewed like all of the cast members and all the people that were on that show. And 99% of them were were outraged about what she said. There was one person, and I don't remember who it is, I think it was a writer or something, but they said, like, oh, so, you know, now we're going to get all fucking, you know, uppity about, you know, what somebody says on Twitter and blah, blah, blah. I was like, yes, bitch, we're fucking holding people accountable here. We're trying to hold everyone accountable for everything they say. So, yes, we're fucking pissed off. You know what I'm more pissed off about? 
the fact that they decided to bring Roseanne back in the first place, why the fuck did we need that in this fucking, in this zeitgeist now? Why? Why do we have to bring back the subpar goddamn middle American TV show from mm-hmm. the 90s? Why was that such a popular move? Why can't we make new shit? Yeah. Like, why do we, that why? was a weird move to begin with. I didn't get it to begin with, so the way I'm kind of happy that she ended up being racist fucking asshole. Still, I'm not going to miss the show. I didn't give a damn. I didn't watch it to begin with, actually. Yeah. I was excited because, like, I did love Roseanne back in the day, you know. Like, when you're sick, you know, you watch one of ten things. You watch Price is Right, you watch Roseanne, or you watch, um, uh, what the fuck? Maury. Maury, yes. You know, I'm going to put money down that, Mor- that, uh, what was her name? Maureen? No. Shit. The daughter. Uh, Darlene. Darlene, there you go. I would have put money down that Darlene was dead. Apparently she was still alive. Yeah. yeah, and Dan was supposed to be dead, and uh, strangely enough, he didn't even say anything. Ah, uh, he doesn't mean any of this shit. Yeah, he, <laughs> he doesn't mean this firestorm. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> and it's a big fucking mess, and now people are calling for Bill Maher's head because Bill, Bill Maher, Maher, which I love Bill Maher, and I, I think everything he says is amazing, with the exception of the misstep of saying the n-word on his show once and um but they're calling for his head because he compared donald trump to an orangutan which i don't know if you know wait wait are orangutans suing because they don't want to be associated with donald trump our zookeepers in america they fucking suing bill maher because like we have nothing to do with that orange (laughs) over tan wrinkly ball sack of an orangutan (laughs) asshole in fact no chimpanzees can take them we don't want any of this is that what's happening orangutans are suing that's what's happening right no 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 no. wait how is this working this is working because these trolls on the fucking internet are saying like well what roseanne said is no better than what bill maher said on his fucking television show comparing trump to an orangutan which there is an actual fucking lawsuit because of this. He's orange. Orangutans are orange. <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm it, sorry. There's not a, a classical. There's not a classical association with you know comparing rich orange white people to apes. Yes. No, that, that that's not the connotation. It's not exactly the same. One no. hits on hundreds of years of insults and putting people down and oppressive systems and racism. They're just calling it like it is. In fact, again, I feel bad for the orangutans. I feel yes. like the zoological society should sue to keep that distinction away. Because orangutans are much more majestic than this asshole. <laughs> uh, I'm contacting the ASPCA after this show. Yeah, that um, fucking aspa cream smelling ass <laughs> little dick I think he, I think he smells like uh, like Cheetos and, um, and Ben Gay. Cheetos, like just, Ben Gay with like a hint of like... Garlic pepper, something you're like. What the fuck is that doing in there? <laughs> it's like, where the where fuck did you find? Where did you find that in the middle of the day? Yeah. Um, but there's an ongoing lawsuit, or there was an ongoing lawsuit between Bill Maher and Donald Trump, and the lawsuit was this: that Bill Maher had, had said that uh, Donald Trump's mother was a fucking orangutan, and so Donald Trump took him to court. And shit you not, this is what Bill Maher said. He said that Donald Trump showed up to court with his birth certificate to show that his mother was not a fucking orangutan. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. As far as I know, under birth certificate, it does not ask for your species. It just yeah. asks for your yeah. signature. Yeah. Can and we it, guarantee an orangutan did not learn how to write? Yeah. Just, I, ask, just asking. Yeah. So to it, clarify. So people are calling for his fucking head because of that, it, which I think it's 
fucking hilarious because one, why would you waste your time for something like that? And two, he's not entirely wrong. And three, what Roseanne did and what Bill Maher did, completely different. Completely different. Especially considering one was aimed at, you know, the most powerful person in the country. Mm Mm-hmm. And the other was aimed at an innocent person. Really had nothing to do with anything at this point in time. Somebody who's yeah. already been fired from the administration is not an active politician. So in all essence, isn't an active public figure. Yeah, gets attacked out of nowhere. And yeah, sure, I, I get whatever she was pissed off about before. But again, like, there's a power dynamic here that's going on very, very differently. There's two different power dynamics going. And that does count for a whole hell of a lot. What really irritates me about this is that Roseanne, I, I don't know how long ago, but she took pictures of herself, uh, baking cookies, dressed as Adolf Hitler with the, you know, the little arm thing that had the swastika on it, and she's taking cookies out that are in the shape of people. So I'm assuming that she's playing on, like, oh, I'm Hitler and I'm fucking roasting Jews. Like, that sounds like 1992. There was a lot of cocaine in 1992. There was a lot of blow back then. Yeah. Um, But still, like, If we're holding people accountable, like, yeah, there were signs and there were warning signs and stuff like that, that you have, you have this, her being racist and anti-Semitic. And then, you know, I'm not saying that I'm surprised that she's fucking really expected Roseanne (laughs) to be the high bar of morality. (laughs) I didn't. And it's a sad, sad day when we're holding a fucking Z-list celebrity more accountable than we are the fucking leader of the free world. Yeah, at this point, why are you paying so much goddamn attention to her? Yeah. Yeah. She's still on Twitter, by the way. Which I'm, I'm fucking g- sure she is. She needs to pawn off her goddamn coconut <laughs> somehow. I'm gonna... Uh, I'm probably gonna harass her on Twitter tonight. Yeah, you might as well. Yeah. But, um... Do it on Ambien. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I get... I have a scapegoat for that. Yeah, hashtag Ambien tweets. <laughs> um, I had mentioned this guy before, but I wanted to talk about Donald Glover... Uh, Mr. Childish Gambino and his new song and video, This Is America, which I am a huge fan of. I've seen the video, I don't know how many fucking times, and I see something new every time, and it just has so much meaning behind it. It just has so much, so, so much to it that, you know, you look at it and you're just like, wow, you know, you could take this one of a thousand different ways, and... Now do you have a ton of people who are like, oh, this is bullshit and, you know, it's not, it, this is not art and stuff like that. Well, art's subjective, motherfucker. So tell me what you think. Oh, I bet uh, you every single person one of them could barely finger paint. Oh, yeah. First of all. Yeah. And yeah, Especially second Sean of all. Hannity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if anybody's looking at that man for any sort of art advice, you are looking at the wrong place. You're better <laughs> off looking at a urinal with those little sketches of the dude looking back at you like, who has a little dick? Yeah. That's way better art than anything Sean Handy could ever point you to. Yes. He'll probably point you to a gold statue of America, a bald eagle and start crying and be like, this is beautiful. Meanwhile, that steel probably didn't even come from America. It was made in a Chinese sweatshop, but it's mm-hmm. fine. He would still do it. But, what I don't get is, first of all, how, this man has said nothing about this video, first of all. Okay. All hype, speculation, praise, criticism, none of it's come from him. What he did was he made a piece of visual art, released it, and that's it. And yeah, you already have people calling like, yeah, this is bullshit, he's fucking doing some... It's like, 
first of all, that's how you know you're just looking to attack. Yeah. Well, first of all, you call her clearly artistic piece. This is not art. It's, fans. it's like, okay, you were just obviously looking for a fight to begin with. Yeah. You're not, but, you're not looking to critique anything. You're just no. looking to fight. But when you actually look at it, like, God damn, that was a beautiful fucking piece. Like, yeah. I mean, I know it's been the past decade and a half of the declining value of a music video. Yeah. But there's been a few that have come up that are clearly made not to sell the song, not to get on a chart somewhere, but to enhance the experience of the song and actually bring out the meaning more. He did a fucking perfect job on that shit. Like, there's so much going on. I mean, if you listen to the song, the song itself is pretty fucking simple as far yeah. as like the lyrical concepts and whatnot. Sure, there are some cells you can delve into, but there's not that much there to work with. Almost all of it is the visual presentation. Yeah. And it is done so fucking well. Like, and in essence, like, you look at it, it's really taking place in a small space, not going anywhere. He's bringing elements in and out of a space. But essentially, it's film, or it looks like it's shot as a big, just a one shot of this dude yeah. in this area dancing around. It's like, <clears throat> yet there's so much fucking there. And just the idea, the song is called This Is America, and there's so much going on there. You can pick out pieces like this is what he means this is what he means this is what he means he means all of this and it's fucking beautiful like it's actually yeah. art like people are talking about what does this mean what is this is this that and it was fucking great i mean obviously like, the biggest connection most people are going to draw the quickest would be some sort of commentary on gun violence in america yeah which is an obvious go-to but the more you watch it and you think about it he's obviously not making a clear statement one way or another but he is displaying that, yes, this is something that's going on that has these crazy dynamics of these different values. And it is going on, which I fucking loved. Like, it was great. It was like this narrative going on. And to me, it seemed like he was playing sort of the soul of the mechanism that mm-hmm. is America, sort of the laissez-faire, if you will, that invisible hand that guides the actions and spirit of America. Right. In the beginning, you know, seeing this, you know, beautiful solo performance coming on, he's there, and all of a sudden he whips out a gun, kills the beautiful music, moves on. He's like, hey, you know what? Gotta take care of business when it happens. Goes through, things get funky again, and he comes upon the choir, bam, massacre-style shooting, mm-hmm. done with that, we keep going, we move into this chaotic scene, yet we have some people who are getting through, people top filming things going by but america survives at the end you come to it and there's this whole like opulence of like the 80s sort of style of things going on like insinuating like you know this party can only go on so long and eventually we're stuck in, we're stuck in one spot and the world will keep moving despite the fact that we either stepped aside or let it keep going and at the very very end he himself is running from an undisclosed crowd and to me that says that mechanism itself <clears throat> is on a one-way trip this ain't a circle yeah it's like it's gonna end somewhere and at one point, that mechanism itself is going to go, and who knows, like, future of this whole country, what happens in 100 years, who knows? But he's saying, we're going somewhere, and we tend to get stuck in a spot, and then things happen. Yeah. So, I don't know. Again, there's a whole lot of other elements, but if you were, my linear generation, <laughs> that's sort of the story I tend to, to follow. And and that's what I got I got from it, too. But um, with the music, you know, it, it, the video was amazing. But if you listen to the music, it, it was just, it was beautiful. Like, in the beginning, it's just, like, people singing, like, la, 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 la. And then it just drops, like, fucking hard. It's like, doom, 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 this is America. And it's like, that's, you know, it's like a wake-up call. It's like saying, like, oh, everything's fine, everything's great. And then something fucking catastrophic happens. And it's like, this is fucking America, man. Look it. Don't catch you slipping. Don't, and... and it's like a wake-up call. And then you go back to the happy music. Like, everyone's 
forgotten about what happened and everyone's dancing and everyone's like, oh, okay, yeah, I can move on. I can think about something else. And then something even bigger happens. And, you know, the music drops low again and it's just like, it's a never-ending cycle. It could go on forever, presumably. But, like, I just thought it was a beautiful representation of of America because that really is, you know, what happens every single day. That's that dualistic nature as, again, let me just point out past few weeks, man, school shoot happens at the same time. Yeah. We still have the same song and dance coming at us on commercials, mm-hmm. getting ready for shows and movies, which, you know, him being you know, happy and dancing around, being like the distraction, bringing a few people along with him where everybody else is like running on fire and shit. Like that yeah. feels like, hey, the show's still trying to go on despite the fact that there's some crazy fucking chaotic shit going on. And it was great. And then, I mean, past, again, just past the narrative itself, there's just so many little hits on things that yeah. pop out, like the whole dancing style itself, the whole, the movements themselves, which the more and more I watch, I tend to see like some pretty intentional like flashback moves to like a, to, like, a, a Jim Crow sort of performance. Yes. Which does play into the idea. It's like, yeah, we've been playing this narrative for a damn long time. Like up until the 60s, we're playing things off like everything's great. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. Whole segments of the country. Yeah. I'm not enjoying this freedom. Shit. So it kind of totally brought those tones going on. That there's all this shit going on in the background. You know, we got this this narrative going on. Like, oh yeah, we're still great. We're still moving in progress. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. So it was fucking good. I don't know. There's so much in that in that video. Again, like you can take you can take a 10 second clip and dissect it 20 different ways. Yeah. And it's fucking great. What I what I really liked about it is that it got people talking, and it oh, got yeah. people you know that's discussing art. it. And that, we're that's, not all saying the same thing. We're all saying different things. That's yeah. fucking art. If something makes you all say the exact same thing, eh, it ain't very good art. Yeah. It's probably, you know, in your wheelhouse or it's probably catering just to a certain something. Agreeable does not mean artistic. Artistic is avoiding being agreeable or disagreeable and just putting it out. Exactly. Um, Again, which I've given credit. Like, people ask him about these meetings, just like, you know what, that ain't my job. (laughs) Because he's coming out saying, like, my job was to make this. It's your job to interpret what it means. And based on what we decide what it means, maybe that's what we need it to mean. Yeah. Anyway, fucking great. Well said. Well said, sir. Um, so now to the big topic. The one that you, I know, have been fucking waiting all week to talk about. The NFL made a oh, policy yes. that people have to stand for the national anthem. Or they can stay in the locker room. If they refuse and they take a knee during the national anthem, they'll be fined. And the Jets, the owner of the Jets, or the coach of the Jets, I believe... Um, he said that he'll pay all the fines for anybody who decides to take a knee during the national anthem. What are your thoughts, sir? Good on him. So, I would like to present an artistic performance. Okay. That, to me, is the way... It's my interpretation of what this whole process... Going back a year and a half with fucking President fighting it out with football players, that you're an American, you should be in this country, you should be in the game, all the way up until this decision and the applause of it, and like the whole middle middle America, like, yeah, I can watch football again. Here is my reenactment of what this is. I'm going to make, I'm going to personify this rule. (coughs) Shut the fuck up, black man. You go run the goddamn football and don't tell me about shit about your life. Just entertain me. Go to the goddamn locker room. Don't tell me what's going on. Get the fuck back. That's what this goddamn shit is. You're literally telling somebody, fuck you, fuck your life, fuck your reality, fuck your pauses. 
Let me watch you run a goddamn football because you know what? That's what America is. Entertainment for me. And anytime you mention the actual reality that is the reality for millions of fucking people in this country, I'm offended because that is not the narrative of America I was taught. You don't stand for that national flag. You know what that fucking flag said up until 1965? It said, guess what, about a quarter of you? Fuck you. You don't even have a guaranteed right to vote. That's what that fucking flag is meant to millions of people throughout the history of this country. And the fact that maybe within the past 50 years, we've done a few things to kind of start to address those issues, that doesn't mean it's a free and clear and we can just completely ignore this thing. Again, you are looking at a very specific group of people who are protesting. And again, the, the overt racism is just entirely, you can't miss it. Like it is overflowing like the vitriol that's behind this is just the respect for the fucking flag if you had respect for the flag you would realize that kneeling or protesting in any way shape or form even if it's burning that fucking flag is itself one of the most patriotic things you can do because that is one of the guarantees of this country which is not enjoyed in a whole hell of a lot of other places in this world and if you're cool with saying yeah you kneel during the anthem you shouldn't be in this league you shouldn't be in this country you know what you're echoing? You're echoing fucking fascism in Nazi goddamn Germany. Fucking North Korean authoritarianism. That is what you're fucking echoing. That's what you're saying. My sensibilities are worth more than the freedoms which this country is built on. And the moment everybody supports this is the moment you fucking know free speech itself is dead. And I get it. Sure. Private company. Maybe they're concerned about their potential profits or potential losses from people saying, I'm going to boycott this because I can't see somebody new. Again. Somebody kneeling during the national anthem offends you so fucking much, I think what that really means is you know there's a big fucking problem that you don't want to talk about. So instead of actually delving into the issue, you just want to get rid of it and move it out of the way and say, just get off the street, go to your own section. Get out of my movie theater, go to your movie theater. Get off my water fountain, go to your water fountain. That's what's fucking happening, and that is why it's so goddamn disgusting. The fact that the president was one of the chief engineers of this, which is actually coming out, Colin Kaepernick is suing the NFL right now because as he sees it, there's been an organized black blackball of him throughout the league, which it pretty good much for, seems it was. Good for him, man. And what came out earlier today is Jerry Jones gave testimony in the case, and he came out and said, yes, the president pressured the owners Get back the then and now up until the crafting of this rule. Get the fuck out of here. Are yeah, that came out today that he was actually exerting pressure and authority to try to get that rule down. It's like, that is... Isn't it illegal? It fucking... Yeah. I mean, the, actually, that would technically be... That would violate some laws. I have to look back exactly what they are. But point in cases, it doesn't even matter. Law doesn't matter. Fact is, when you're elected the president, you are the chief of the executive branch. The executive branch's goal, or executive branch's duties, are to enforce the laws of America, which, as it stands, include things like free speech and protests and whatnot, to the point where one of the most right-wing Supreme Court justices we've had in the past 50 years, the dude who died a couple years ago was the whole two-year fight over seat, Anthony Scalia, staunch conservative, clearly came out without question saying, yes, things like flag burning and protesting flag, sure, I'm not personally for that, but that is a bedrock principle of the United States, and just because it's an opinion I don't agree with doesn't mean I get my fucking panties up in a bunch to the point where we're making a fucking rule that says, hey, either you stand up and you follow the game or you go sit in the fucking locker room. Like, that is goddamn terrible. It's like, your job is to protect these kind of things, not assault them. My, my only, and my criticism is this. People, people are so up in arms about kneeling for the national anthem. Do you have the national anthem on your phone? Is like the, the one of the songs that you listen to when you wake up in the morning and you go fucking to the gym? 
not to the gym, to the fucking Dairy Queen or some shit. <laughs> is that what you listen to on a day-to-day basis? No, you don't fucking care. It's oh. not about that. It, it's it's about you trying to keep people of color down. It's like, you know what? I I should be able to do this. I should be able to say and do whatever I want. But I don't want black people. I don't want brown people. I don't want Asian people to have that same right. And that and that's really what it is. It's blatant racism. Exactly. The, the entire fact that they changed the narrative... Because, again, that was not the narrative. The narrative would have varied from when Colin Kaepernick first did it. And people were like, hey, how come you knelt today during the anthem? It was more of a curiosity. Yeah. He came out and said, you know what? There's this whole host of issues, you know, things like police brutality, economic realities with the inner city, so on and so forth. He had a whole host (coughs) of issues he wanted to talk about. And it kind of, you know, stayed a little low. He had some backup. But then as soon as, you know, Trump came out and started fucking tweeting, everybody jumped on. The narrative changed. He He made the narrative be... Oh, he's not respecting the flag. It's like, that was not what the point was. That is no. entirely opposite of the point. But they tried making the narrative. It's like, if you kneel, you're disrespecting the flag and the military. No, that is not what they're doing. In fact, most people getting pissed off about you know, the disrespect of the military and whatnot tend to be people not in the military. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I can't say this is everybody in it, but a good number of people in the military will come out and tell you, well, yeah, that's... You're kind of allowed to do that. Sort That's of why it's for. kind of why I went somewhere. It's yeah. Like, yeah, I don't like it, but so what? Like, is that what we're getting pissed off about? Not you know these wars that we are going to engage in, yeah. where we might be potentially being sent. Like, it just trivialized the issue. But just by doing that, it just proves so much. You didn't even want to talk about or even acknowledge that there were other issues that that was the reason they're nailing. You just turned yeah. into oh, they're just nailing because they hate America. Yeah, exactly. And it's like ah, which is so, so stupid. That is just so purposely going over the point. And it, and it makes me mad because, you know, I was talking to somebody and, you know, their their thought was, you know, like, I think you should stand for the for the national anthem. I was like, well, why, why do you feel that way? It's like, well, it's disrespectful to the military as well as the country. I was like, for, first of all, the song has nothing to do with the military. Second of all, it, it was written like thousands, thousands, uh, like a long fucking time ago. It was written after a civil war battle. Yeah, and, it wasn't even around since the beginning. And plus, you know, before then, like in the a long time ago, they didn't even say the fucking national anthem. They just they the the teams were in the fucking locker room when they did the national anthem. So the uh, it, it's just a very very stupid thing to argue about. It's a stupid thing because you know, like you said, it's so blatant that people are like, well, you know. I reserve the right to have free speech and do whatever I want and say whatever I want, but I find this offensive, so make so it go you away. can't do it. Exactly. So you can't do it. Make what? it go away. And it, it is so stupid. It's so stupid. And you're and you're right too because a lot of people who have who take offense to this and who have a problem with this just support the military. They've never been in the military. They're fat pieces of shit that wear you know, Vietnam veteran hats and shit like that. Like, I was in the shit and fucking whatever fucking year. It's like, no, you fucking weren't. You were sitting on your fucking ass, probably in a diabetic shock or some shit. You know? And it just, it pisses me off because people, you know, they do that. They do that. And, and it's not everyone, of course. Oh, you know? but you know and, they're there. Yeah, they're, they're there. They're there. And, you know, you hear about it all the time. People who are like, oh, yeah, this guy was pretending to be a, a Marine. And it turns out that he never even served and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, those are the people who have the biggest problem with this. Oh, and fun fact. 
Fun fact. You know, our president could have been in the military. <laughs> but he did it. What was it, Bone Spurs? or? I kind of forget. But, you know, he, he, he couldn't do it. Draft but he would have loved it. Draft Dodger. I'm just saying, this... <laughs> this whole narrative is fucked up. It's it's fucking retarded. <laughs> and plus, if you if you tell me somehow this is actually gonna put a stop to this sort of pro, you, come on, you gonna tell me fucking game day one? There's not gonna be entire teams who say fuck you and Neil. I I I'm <laughs> I totally hope so. I'm gonna tune in and hope that that's a fucking thing that collectively the league says again. You know what? Fuck you, Donald Trump. Let us do our goddamn job. If you want to watch us, watch us. If not, don't watch us. But yeah. don't make us a fucking political. Don't make us a fucking pawn. In the, your in your quest to try to overshadow all these issues that are happening all over this country right now, the fact that he's more concerned about this and not foreign policy or fucking North Korea for a tiny example is fucking baffling. Yeah, or fucking you know. baffling. And I also like to make this point as well. Last year, newsflash: Jerry Jones took a knee before the fucking national anthem at the Arizona Cardinals game with all. Of the Dallas Cowboys, I'd like to mention. So now he has a problem with it because it affects his fucking check? This is fucking horseshit. Pretty much. And so, I don't know. I'm waiting to see what happens. I hope we have some nice ballsy fuck yous to Donald Trump. I hope every single player and fan out there takes a knee. Yeah, if I I manage to buy a ticket to a game, I'll be without a goddamn anthem. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Well... I know, I know you've been holding that fucker in for a oh, while. Oh, yeah, that was a nice little gem. <laughs> um, fuck you. What the sweating f- that sick. What in the fuck is a Beyonce church? Oh, you haven't heard about Beyonce church? Please, enlighten me. All right, so, you know, a normal church, go. I, lo- I like, love that you, sorry, I, but I love that you did the Beyonce, uh, 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 kind of <laughs> head nod. I'm getting, I'm getting in the space. All right. Go on, sorry. So you walk into, you know, your classical Christian denomination church, true thing. You know, you got uh-huh. gospels, you're singing some, ah, that's a priest mold you up there. Mm-hmm. Now imagine instead of that, an auditorium, and your minister up front, at the top of her lungs, singing to, to accompanying music, I'm a survivor, and it goes on, and like, that's your fucking, that's your hint. Like, that is what you're doing is, like, oh, service. God. And then when you go up there, the, when you go up there, this, the talk, it's not about a Bible <laughs> passage. It's about, you know, the songs and how they relate to you, people okay. and their lives. And it's just like, all right, uh, on a base level, I get it. An, an empowering person writing songs, you know. But past that, it's like the Church of Fonzie. It's like the Church of <laughs> Hey! Like, that's pretty much what's going on here. A reading from the Book of Fonz. Yeah, like, that's just, like, the impressions going on. It's like, oh, my God. All right, I get it. But it's like, they're, they're putting us in, like, an actual church service. And it's like, get the fuck out of here. Like, do they... Can't we, like, just talk about, like, the issues we're going to have? So, listen to a song and be like, yeah, the song, you know, talks about this. No, that's not what they're doing. They're literally treating it as, like, gospel and shit. Like... We're going to have St. Beyonce. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> so what, they just listen to Dream Girls and Cadillac Records all day? Like, ah, yeah, we, ain't, we ain't doing no TLC. Oh, fuck. Now, if hell. we did that, maybe I'd be back. I, I might be in on this. Though these are all the current hits, like, whoo. Lemonade album and and uh, and forward? Yeah, like, eh, okay, all right. Just, I don't know, like, I get it. But, like, you see these people, they're getting into it. Like, people get into Southern Baptist Church things, like, the Full on, I'm having a religious experience, almost speaking in the dark. air. Hands in the air, twisting around in the Holy pews. Holy shit! Full on, like take the audio out. You think you're you think you're watching like a, a kind of hip sort of Southern Baptist church thing. That's what you think you're watching. Then you turn the volume on. You're like, is that goddamn Beyonce? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and that kids is how uh, Scientology is born. 
Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Good lord. I don't know. Again, like, obviously it's not the most negative thing, but it's, it's one of those, what the fuck's, like, <laughs> could probably be doing some, something better with our time, people. Yeah. Just, just saying. We, we don't need any more religions. I mean, there's a lot of people who are, like, old ones are still Beyonce fans, like, ride or die. Like, I, I didn't... Oh, Yeah. Like, I look like if I, okay, it looked like it'd be more dangerous to go in there and talk shit about Beyonce than it would be to walk into a into like a southern church and say fuck up. Mm-hmm. I feel more in danger at the Beyonce thing saying anything bad about her. Yeah, those people look hardcore. They they will fucking kill you if you if you speak ill of uh, their Saint Beyonce. What I want to know is this is does this make Jay Z like Joseph? Pretty much like just there. Well, he cheated on her, so I think it's less than that. What, what was the uh... Oh, Judas? Maybe? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to go back to that original story. Somebody <laughs> fucked an angel behind their, their husband's back. <laughs> and he was cool with it the whole time. I don't remember that part no, of the that, Bible. That, but, well, that's, uh, that's pretty much what happened. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he fucked an angel. Had Jesus just was like, cool. Not only did he fuck an angel, but that angel was carrying somebody else's spunk. Don't ask how he transported it. Angel and I'm just going to raise this kid. What's up? Angel spunk. Yeah, that's interesting. That's how that story ends. I'm just saying. I don't know. I'm just saying. It's, I'm waiting. I want. I want to see what the catechism looks like. You know, are there, are there going to be schools oh, no. with the uniform? I'm just curious. I want to know. Jesus I Christ. Know. Um, our next topic is um, the voice of Apu from The Simpsons. Oh yes, Apu. Um, he was forced to quit. What? Yeah. Uh, people online, of course, and on Twitter and shit, because that's a thing now. Um, they were calling for him to quit because they feel that it's a white dude that plays, that does the voice of Apu, but they feel that it's inappropriate for a white person to portray the voice of Apu. And they feel that overall, Apu is an offensive stereo, stereotype of what Indian people are. Which, I see your point, but going about it the wrong way, I feel. Isn't... Pretty much everybody in that show some form of racial stereotype. Even Pretty the white much. people. Yes. Like Even the yellower white... you are, the more white you actually are. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> which which okay. which I'm kinda like like I see where you're getting at and I and I get it. But this show's been on for thirty Is fucking years. Has Apu even been in an episode? Like as of late? Yeah, he's been in a, like they're in season 30, 20, or something know. like that. But they're but Apu's still an active member of the Simpsons. And it doesn't make any sense to me because I'm just like, you know, it's been on for 30 years. Why now? Okay, wait. So here's a question. See, here's where some of this gets super fucking tricky. So say they get this, right? We remove Apu as a character. We mm-hmm. ignore it. We don't do that. Are we technically just making the show even whiter? Yeah. Like, I, I get the idea that, like, let's move the offensive element. But, like, at the same time, we're just whitewashing things. Like, yeah. kind of moving backwards. Like, okay, not, not to say that he is a... a, a it is a character you should necessarily celebrate as like progress, but when The Simpsons came out, how many Indian characters existed on any show whatsoever, animated or not? Regardless so, of the portrayal. Yeah. yeah. There wasn't. There wasn't any. So, like, again, I, I understand, maybe not somebody you say, like, yeah, I grew up to be like Apu, this cartoon character, by the way. Yeah. But I just feel like that is lost entirely. Like, pe- the people who are calling for this now do not take that context into consideration. Don't think about what it was like in 1987. Yeah. When The Simpsons came out as a concept show. Like, don't realize, like, then you 
that one itself was daring just to have the character exist. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Again, this is this is what I was kind of getting on this last time. Like, the further you go hard in one direction, the more likely you are to circle back into the other direction. Yeah. More, it, the more extreme on the end... And again, I don't agree with some of the people who would call themselves progressive their policies, but the further you go that direction, you end up becoming very reactionary because the, the spectrum is not a line. It's not if you go super hard this way, you're just going to keep going that way. It's a fucking sphere. You end up on the other end. Yeah. And you end so, up being the person become, that you hate. Exactly. You end up becoming the tyrannical one says, you can't do this, you can't do this, that person can't be here. Which was the problem to begin with. Yeah. Was that people were telling people that and thus there weren't characters representing anybody. And again, I'm, I'm not going to say that's a character we got beg for but it's just like that's fucking kind of dangerous man what are we gonna do we just, again like just take that show up all of a sudden we see all the racial portray- uh, portrayals as racial stereotypes and they have to go well then we have another better cartoon about a bunch of white people yeah and I don't know is that making things better and then you're gonna have this completely whitewashed thing where it's just like it's not even funny anymore it's not even funny the jokes are just like appropriate and PC and now you have like this show that no one really wants to watch and you know, like you said, where does it end? And where it ends is right back where we where we said we never <clears throat> we never be, which is telling people how to feel, which is telling people what to do, what to say, and it's just it's a it's a fucking bad place to be. It is. It's not a direction we want to be moving in. No, it definitely is not. But ah, fuck those people, man. They have nothing better to do. Yeah, they're they're online and they're fucking. Because here's again, why not actually? You know, maybe care about a real life issue that may be affecting people of color throughout this world, let alone this country, let alone this state, let alone this city. No, no, let's, let's not do anything concrete. Let's bitch about a TV show. Yeah, let's, on the internet. Yeah, let's not you. actually go out and do you know social work or register people to vote or put forward policy that would help people or you know help design school curriculums. One, let's not do anything actually constructive and positive. Let's just bitch and bitch and bitch and bitch and bitch. Yep. Yeah. Get, on, get off your asses, people. Do something real. Otherwise, <laughs> yes. shut the fuck up. Please shut the fuck up. Um, our next topic, uh, did you see this yesterday? I think it was yesterday, the day before yesterday. No Effects was in Las Vegas. And they were playing... Ooh, uh, it was uh, Punk Rock Bowling. Punk, punk and Drublick. Or no, we're going to Punk Rock and Drublick's later. Yeah. God damn it, one year I will make this fucking show. <laughs> Like five years in a row of maybes. So they were in Vegas, and they were, I think they were playing at the same place that the Las Vegas shooting happened. Mm-hmm. And um, Fat Mike, who is the lead singer of No Effects, gets on the microphone, and he said, yeah, you know, this is where the shooting was. Thank God it was all country fans, and, uh, and it wasn't uh, punk rock fans. And just people just started getting really pissed off and started booing. And I was like, oh, shit, that's kind of... People at the show started booing? Yeah, because he was trying to make light of the Las Vegas shooter situation. Which, I kind of see it, but I was like, oh, shit, that's... Oh, no. It's like, you you don't do that, especially, like... In the same area as where you know it actually what? fucking happened? I think the opposite. I think that's the exact place to do it. Really? Yeah. Because think about it. Okay, look. Let's go down this road. We never talked about it. We never mentioned this. We're just, this is sacred, hollow ground. We don't say anything. How much does that empower this fucking asshole who decided to take his gun out and shoot hundreds of people fucking willy-nilly? That empowers him like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But the moment we can take the situation and even if it's for a moment, take it back with a little bit of humor, that is fucking taking his power away. Now, granted, okay, 
Maybe they were pissed off because they were country fans, which why are you at a NoFX concert if you're a fucking country fan? <laughs> obviously, it was a goddamn joke. Do you think he really was like, oh, I'm glad? He obviously didn't even say that. He didn't even say, I'm glad they killed him. He was just like, oh, well, no, luckily they weren't you guys. They're all country yeah. fans. Ha ha ha. Tiny joking. NoFX. Been around for 30 years. Pioneering fucking punk band. Had an album called Two Hebes. With a two <laughs> oh, Hebes, white trash, and a bean. <laughs> Heavy petting zoo. Actually, remember um, something I wanted to bring up? Remember when we went to go see them at Rialto Theater? Yeah. We saw them at Rialto Theater. They were talking about something that you put inside your penis that electrocutes you. Yeah. They, they were literally talking about that at their show. Cookie the Clown is making an album. Yes. So all yeah. I'm saying is like, really? Uh, I, I could see where it was so poor this, taste. This, 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 this we're pissed off at. <laughs> I could see where it was in poor taste, but, but how many same... country fans do we really need? Uh, just say, just say, uh, you know, uh, a little aside, just say. Uh, you know. uh, I, I see where the you know where they might have gone wrong, and since then they uh, they've released a poli- an apology, saying like you know it was a it was a bad joke, and you know we apologize and blah blah blah, and. Um, <clears throat> You know, I get it. You know, they said they're sorry, and I and I get it. It's going to take a shit ton of time for people to move on from this. Oh, if anybody's stuck on this, fuck you. I will stick my dick in your ass right <laughs> goddamn now. Lick my finger and stick it in your oh, No lube. Actually, you know, fuck the lube. No, for my benefit, yes. But, you know, not for yours. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll make it burn. Jeez. I don't know. That is, it's like, oh, come on, people. You want, like, okay, you want to get pissed off? Did you give the goddamn shooter fund? <laughs> Are you actively working to try to get legislation passed? No, shut the fuck up. Oh it's goddamn God. no effects. No effects. Yep. They are not a politician. <laughs> they are not a leading world figure. The motherfucker's <laughs> been wearing a skirt for three and a half years. Still is. Yeah. I, place, you need appropriate places to put your passions. Yeah. yeah. And I'm telling you right now, that's not the spot. Need a fucking... He's not the one you need to... Need a Trust hobby. Trust me, he's on your fucking side. Yeah. Okay? He was... Just he was just as torn about that shit as you are. Come on. Yeah, I agree. Um, last week was Starbucks's um, racism racism awareness day, uh, where they taught <laughs> all the white people, or yeah, I, I could say it, all the white people how to mind their own fucking business, how to mind their own goddamn business, and and. and <laughs> And, and it sucks that we're in this time where white people need to be told, shut the fuck up, mind your fucking business. And that they have to be taken out of work, and again, deny me my goddamn Americano. Yeah. To be told that. <laughs> You're starting to inconvenience everybody with your racist it's, attitudes, racist people. It is common fucking knowledge. Common fucking knowledge. I don't, I don't understand this. Like you, do you grow up in a, in a world or in a society or in, in a in an atmosphere to where you're just completely oblivious to that, where you're so stuck up your own ass that you can't even treat everyone with common decency. Like what the fuck, man? Like it, it just, it boggles my mind. And it, and it goes on to what happened to me last weekend. Go on. I was, um, I was working and I was, uh, coming out of my car and, I think it was Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. 
And I was getting out of my car, and I was, like, putting my phone in my pocket and shit like that. And behind me, there was, like, a big family, and they had a boat and a big-ass truck, and they were hauling it all in there. And they were sitting around the boat just talking, and uh, they see me, and they start chanting, like, build that wall, build that wall. And And I'm like, you motherfuckers. So I put it on my Snapchat, or no, I put it on my Instagram. I did put it on my Instagram. I put on my Instagram, like, it's fucking retarded. And it's probably ironic, too, because they're probably headed to Mexico right now with that big-ass boat. Because there ain't no goddamn lakes around here that you can <laughs> they can use your fucking boat in. And um, and so I'm talking about it, and, uh, and then I got an idea, and I was like, you know what I'm going to fucking do? I'm going to call the cops on these motherfuckers. And sure shit I did, sir. Trespassing motherfuckers. I did. I said, like, um, there's a bunch of white people around a boat. And um, I feel threatened because they keep yelling, build that wall. And um, I'm just wondering if you could send a unit out because I'm really concerned. Uh, They seem to be getting very hostile. And I fear for my life. (laughs) I put on my best white person voice. And I called the police. I called 5-0 on him. It was, oh, it was the most gratifying thing. Like, it was brown, white privilege. It was the most gratifying <laughs> thing I've, I've done in a long time. Very nice. Congratulations. So, <laughs> so, after that, they had the Starbucks Racism Awareness Day. And it just made me think, like, you know, it sucks that we're in this time where you have to tell people to be nice to one, each other, one another. It, it, and it, it's just like... It's mind-boggling. Like, that's one of the first things that you learn in fucking kindergarten, right? It's like, don't fucking, you know... Some people did nothing but nap in kindergarten, apparently. <laughs> they missed the whole lesson. Somebody, and some people were eating glue. I get it. I, I but... People building little mini block construction walls out in the back. Yeah. Had <laughs> to keep them in their sleeping bag in the corner. And... <laughs> And I posted this on my Instagram, too, uh, a couple days ago. I said, like, everyone's an asshole. Everyone is. They have the capacity to be an asshole. They have, they, they have been an asshole in their life. Every single person on this earth. The key is don't make a fucking habit out of it. Exactly. Don't make it a regular goddamn thing. Don't be like, oh, if I did that, I guess we're doing that now every time. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, I also wanted to talk about the psycho bitch that went on TV and said that you need to have consent in order to change your child's diaper. Well, that's going to be a shitty first year and a half. You got to wait for consent. God damn. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> not how this works. No. Just... Because you know what the baby's going to tell you? Hey, you want your diaper changed? No! Yeah. All right, then, cool. I guess uh, you're not ready for this year. It's going to let you sit shitty and like leak yeah. all over the place and yeah. walk down Target and drive like, oh, I'm sorry. He just, he's not consenting right now. He, he didn't give me consent to change his diaper earlier. So we're just, we're working through that. And me and Skylar are going to have a, a one-on-one later on to talk about this. It's yeah, if, fucking... you, if your baby's old enough to even think about whether you can say yes or no, that sort of question, he's probably old enough to be potty trained already. Yeah. This bitch... Literally, she said, like, well, how do you know that your your toddler that can't even talk is giving consent? And it's like, well, you can tell by the eyes. Like, bitch, shut up! So like, you want to look at eye, an eye-to-eye connection while you're changing this baby's diaper. Like, you're staring <laughs> into their eyes as you're wiping their ass. Is that not going to fuck them up a little bit more than just, you know, grabbing, put the legs up, wiping and putting it down? That's that's years of therapy right there. Yeah, I don't right? know. This seems fucking... I just... I mean, you're just a pure health kid. Okay, so yeah, say you do wait for consent. And they look away. No. 
you really don't do it? Because you know what fucking happens when you don't change a baby's diaper? She gets bad. <laughs> she gets bad. Not only is it really messy, bad. but like you get like rashes and fucking infections and shit just by sitting in your own shit and piss all goddamn day because your parents are too stupid to realize they just need to change your diaper when it needs to be changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So technically, all you're doing is inviting harm onto that child. So fuck you. You're a shitty parent if you even are a goddamn parent. Fuck you. <laughs> all, of, uh, all across the place. None of your rules. I can't take you fucking seriously. The people, Not at all. The people who believe this shit is the right thing to do go along with the people who believe that vaccines cause autism and don't want to get their child vaccinated. Probably. They're, they're, they're in the same club. The fucking retard parents. Yeah, those are not parents I want my kid to be around. That's not good qualities in people that, no. that, that, that you look for. Yeah, if you're so concerned, get him pie trained that first year. I, that's all I'm saying. Like, if he's old enough for a conversation, no, mom, not right now. I'm not, I'm not feeling it. Maybe, maybe yeah. like in 20 yeah. minutes. Your kid can tell you that. He should be on the fucking toilet by himself. <laughs> Just fucking saying. Um, that's all I got for today, man. Uh, do you have any other topics you want to hit on today? Uh, uh, nah, not unless I feel like starting another 20 minute segments on bullshit. But, uh, <laughs> eh, I'll just leave, these, I'll leave you with this. All right. This whole North Korean thing. Cool it with the goddamn Nobel Peace Prize talk already, okay? Don't even yeah. fucking sad down. Good lord. You know, you know they can. There's nothing new. They're playing games, just, just just calm down, people. Yeah. Calm the fuck down. Uh, so next time, we'll definitely do a review on solo. Yes, for do a solo you. review. Solo review. And, and um, check up and show off some plenty of other good gems that pop up between uh, here and then. And I think Jurassic Park is coming out in a couple weeks. So. Is it? Fuck yeah. So, um, I know we'll do a podcast before then. Yes. So, um, yeah, I think that's all we got for today, guys. That's what we got for today. We'll be back to you in a week with some more random shit. Random as fuck. Anyways, um, once again, uh, I'm Steven, and you can find me at uh, B-R-N-T-H-E-S-U-N. Why did I leave out the U? Because... Fuck you. Yep. He's a bitch. <laughs> Mike, tell him where to find me. I'm Mike. You can find me pretty much anywhere. M.A. Montano 2. It's Twitter, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, all the good shit. Tinder. And yes, I am there too. Oh, I feel like no. clicking on me. But, uh, Swipe right, ladies. Right? Or, you know, Is it right or left? I, ah, fuck it. I, don't, I still don't remember. <laughs> um, and I do still have my access code to uh, mtgcasualplay.com which I have some articles up uh, about some beginning magic decks I'm looking to start that back up again this summer so you can find me there as well cool and um, my website like I said I believe it's going to be up in June 17th or 16th it's going to be fully up Uh, there's going to be stuff on what I'm doing there's going to be stuff about what Mike is doing and all the shit in between and the podcast. All the good, support. crusty, little warm podcasts. Yes, yes. So definitely check that out when it comes time. And uh, also, please, please follow us on Instagram at Deep Fried Nerds. And uh, you guys, fucking be nice to each other. Don't, yeah. don't be a dick. It's yeah. that simple. And we're going to cock slap yourself, bitches. <laughs> good luck to you all, and uh, see you in hell. Anal beats. <laughs>